decided to change things up, David. Today, uh, on the Scene On Screen podcast, we're going to pretend that the outside world does not exist. And summer is coming, and we're going to have a great summer, and then sports are going to return, and everything is going to be fine. So I'm wheeling it into existence with some 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 hot Latina vibes from, uh, I think that was Fast and the Furious 8. They made eight of those? Uh, yeah, they've uh, they've actually made nine, technically. Well, the ninth one is complete. It's just not ready to be seen, apparently. They delayed it. It was supposed to come out this May. Um, but they deleted it, delayed it due to COVID. Um, and there's that, like, Offspring, Rock, Jason Statham one with Eldris Alba. It's called Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Does that like, count, though? Does that does that count as a Fast and Furious movie? I think it counts as, like, an iteration of a Fast and the Furious movie. But, like, I looked at it, and I was like, oh, I should really get to watching this. And now it's on streaming services, and I still haven't done it. Is it? Yeah, it's on that, uh, it's on Crave. Oh. Crave. Um, our is American Crave, friends... Is, yeah, sorry? is Crave only in Canada? Um, it is available in the States. The only reason I know this is because one of my friends in the states actually downloaded, uh, like, uh, did the thirty-day trial just to watch Letterkenny. Huh? Yeah, and I thought it was available on Hulu. So there you go. That's the show, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Short and sweet. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Well, we, we got in, we got out, we uh, we hit what we wanted. Kind of like Sony the other day. Sony is like, hey, world, <laughs> nothing's going on. Let's uh, let's send out a, a little snapshot of our new controller. And boy, did it get some really poor reviews right away. They're calling it the DualSense controller. Yeah, because you have to put it in your butt to feel anything. <laughs> or you have to have two different <laughs> senses to, to not purchase it. It's so, just me. So, so my me first amb- impression yeah, right away from that was uh, that it looked like the... PS3 boomerang controller. Okay. Do, do you remember those? Uh, they were like leaked images or whatever. They were potentially leaked images of early PS3 controller mockups. And there yep. was one that literally looked like a boomerang. That's like what it looks like. It kind of reminded me of like an Android's face. Like for like you know the robots in Recore. Kind of reminded me of their face. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like they. So, we have Microsoft, right? And they have what is considered one of the best controllers ever made. Um, and really, so there's not much that they need to do or that they really can do to change that. I think if Microsoft changed their controller too much, then uh, people would be outraged. Yep. Um, but Sony, after their kind of lackluster reveal of the ps5 hardware it's like oh yeah we need we need some gimmick to get people to to buy our console and that's the controller like the, with the ps4 the gimmick was uh the touchpad on the on the controller which they've kept <laughs> which is funny right like they've got rid of their they got rid of the like patented button shape you know like when you hold a p like any sony controller you know the bottom of the controller is going to go up on an angle then there's going to be two little nubs and then a little space in between Mm. and that's really like 
I can't play a lot of sporting games with the PlayStation because I don't find it super comfortable, but like it's still fairly comforting. They've done this PS1, 2, 3, 4. Why get rid of it? Because they want to look just like Microsoft? It is cool that they have a... Like, the there's a microphone just above the PlayStation button now. Yeah, but you know what that means? That people are going to forget that it's on, and you're going to hear, like, a lot of heavy breathing and... He needs some milk! Yelling. You know, at people in the house and stuff like that. Can, can I just, before we continue... Like it is, th- Sorry, it is cool that they added a microphone. I think that's a, like a feature that I think is needed. You know, both Microsoft and Sony have tried to implement some sort of Microsoft or some Microsoft, some uh, microphone system with like the camera or the Kinect. Mm-hmm. But you really need that in order to use it like you can use headsets attached to the controller for voice controls now but now that sony's actually added it into the uh controller you don't need that extra peripheral so they might be able to make like i think that's good for future games because it will allow developers the the opportunity to uh use that feature more than what some of these games have now right like did you ever play um uh, Alien Isolation. No. So a really cool feature on that one, I, I know for sure on uh, on Xbox, is if you had the Kinect, it used the microphone on the Kinect, and it would measure the sound, like the atmospheric sound in your room. So if you make uh, loud noises, scream, someone's like talking or whatever, um, it will actually translate those into the game, and if you're hiding from the alien... Uh, it will alert him. So, like, they had, like, some cool stuff like that, which I think if they had the microphone in the controller itself, um, they would be able to have that, like, everyone would be able to participate in using that feature. So I think we'll be able to see more things like that. Um, but then again, it'll only be, it'll be limited to uh, PS4 or sorry, PS5. My main concern with that is going to be if they're like opening it up. So like you know how like the PS4, unless you bought like the gold headset, just gave you the earbud, right? Like yeah. If, are you going to be able to talk through the controller? And like if you have like a heavy, like there's there's those players in NHL um, that comes to mind, or even like Call of Duty, where like the the thumbsticks are hitting the outside. Like, are you going to be able to do this the whole game? Like, could you hear this? Like, hey guys, get them to the left. Get them to the left. Like that—that that would just be repetitively annoying, especially yeah. if you're like button mashing and stuff. Now, like you—you'll—you you will be able to mute certain, like you'll, you'll still be able to mute players and stuff like that. And I know that there's a button on there to mute the microphone, but I think, uh, yeah. And until it comes out and we start seeing these things, I think, um, you know, like voice recognition has come a long way. Um, so I think if they were to implement some sort of system that can differentiate like a thump or something like that with an actual voice, you know, but I don't know. That is, like, uh, they could have also just put the microphone at the top of the controller and move that, the touchpad down. That's true. Why aren't they consulting us? 
Yeah, I mean, we've been right about nothing before, so why start now? What are you talking about? We were right about something last week. What were we right about? That was like 18 days in COVID times. Yeah. But I, I don't remember what we were right about. Um, the other thing I kind of find interesting about the controller, just looking at the photos, is just why did they choose to kind of recess the D-pad? Like, it looks very... Um, it looks very tight. Like, it doesn't seem overly raised. And even the buttons don't look raised. Um, some people play... Like, I know they're different shapes, but, like, the colors have always been a big part of Sony's motif when it comes to, like, their... Like, the the icons on their buttons. I just think they've gone too simplistic. And what are you going to do if you have a different color controller? Like, do they have plans for a black with a white bottom? I hope so. I, I did see some of the mock-ups that people have made for, you know, different themed controllers. And there is lots of options um, or, like, potential out there. You know it will be really good? Uh, like, the D-brand skins, the vinyl skins that um, you can get for your systems and stuff like that. Um, th- that is... Uh, I think they're going to boom with the potentials of changing, you know, like, have you seen, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I got, uh, just a plain white one for my Nintendo switch. Um, just to add around the front part for my, um, animal crossing one. Uh, and what what else did I get? Oh, I got a marble one for my PS4 Pro, and like no, so the marble they, would kind of look cool on the controller. Yeah, so well, actually, I got the, the controller skin for the PS4 one as well, and it's it's not very good. Um, but uh, the overall like look, it it does transform the look of the console. So uh, I think with the way that the PS5 controller is, they'll have more opportunities. You, you can get that you know carbon fiber looking controller or that like wood looking controller and stuff like that. It'll, it'll be pretty cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful, like... I'm hopeful that this console war is actually a good console war. Because if you take the first year of the console war and the last year of the console war from this generation, like, it's very different. Like, even Nintendo... Like, Nintendo's taken out more of the market share than both Sony and Microsoft. Um, but th- this was Sony's generation. They won it, I think, fair and square. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there would be arguments to the previous um, generation being a little bit more favored to the 360 and just its its capabilities for multiple gamers opposed to the PS3's library of very, very... Like, there was more one-player games on that console than any other console, probably. Yeah. Like, going back to, like, Generations 1 and 2. Yeah. So, there, there's, like, PS3, I think, lost a lot there because Xbox was... Hell, even when, like, we were in school, everybody had Xboxes because that's how everybody played video games together. It was the way to play together. And it was just, it was so far ahead of that. Like, you paid for Xbox Live because you didn't want to deal with the bullshit of a free online system that would just disconnect you. And then Sony, like, learned from all their mistakes, and they were like, fuck yeah, let's have a really big one. 2013 came around, boom, the PS4 launched. It blew like a lot of microsoft fanship out of the water like mm-hmm. I've, i i still prefer microsoft over sony um 
allegiances be where it may, I think a lot of it has to do with the controller for me and just, like, the feel of the system. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Just, like, some people will only play Sony because of the way the controller feels or the way it makes them feel. Like, you you become brand loyal. But now if you look at it, like, you have the next console war gearing up right now. And a lot of people are going, okay, so Microsoft clearly learned from everything they made the mistake of in 2012, getting mm-hmm. ready to launch. Everything's backwards compatible to the 360 in some cases. Um, the entire Xbox One catalog is going to be available eventually, which I think is a key word, but like a lot of the titles. And Sony's like, yeah, we're going to give you what? Was it 100 titles or 300 titles? Uh, Sony was like a hundred titles at launch or something like that. Yeah, so like they're they're re they're reopening like the greatest hits. I'm air quoting for people. Um, it just seems like one company figured it out and the other company is just riding off their success and not really thinking about what gamers want mm-hmm. at this point in time. Like the fact that I can trade in my Xbox One knowing or like my One X knowing that my Series X will be. Able to use my Game Pass, it's going to be able to take my Call of Duty disc and play it. That's fucking awesome. Even older games, like Fallout 4, as an example. Like, that's a game that I like to fire up every once in a while. Right now, it's on Game Pass, but I don't have to worry about that come January. Right. So, I think that's a a really big thing. And Sony's just losing sight of, kind of, I guess their main focuses and goals because they're releasing controllers like this the the community is just ripping them mm-hmm. and they're just like yeah this controller is the way of the future guys don't worry about it boy to to, <laughs> to to be a fly on the wall in the meeting room on monday after that release i know right would have been fantastic so so guys how do you think it went Oh, well, uh, you know, uh, some people hated it. I think they were just mostly Microsoft bots and uh, some Nintendo fanboys, but everything else seemed to be okay. And that's pretty much our thoughts on the, the DualSense controller. Yeah, like, it, it's... We're just going based off of what we've seen, right? Yeah. So, um, if we uh, actually had it in our hands then we would have a better opinion, just like anyone else, right? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's one of those things, like, I think it has potential, uh, but also I think Sony's using it as some sort of way to get more buzz about their console. Um, a relevance gimmick? gimmick? Yeah. Um, they did do one feature that I kind of liked. Um, they removed the share button and made it a create button. Yeah, which is stupid. It's still a share button. Yeah, I just it's the word means something different. That's true. The word to me sharing is like, hey, I just made a clip of my video game and I want to share it to um like my dashboard so other people can watch my videos. Create means you can clip this video to another video and create a bigger video. That just the tweaking of the word actually was really nice. I think they could have just they should have had it as a non-dedicated media button that's something that games can take advantage of so would you be willing to stake your reputation on it that microsoft will when they reveal their controller it it hasn't been really the controller they have yeah yeah yeah. 
Do you do you think there will be a functionality if they would add to it, let's say, or on the dashboard to have a mixer button on your controller? Uh, like we made it. a change. Here's yeah, I, our mixer button. No, I I doubt it. They they own mixer, but it's not like their core. It's not it's not what they're aiming for. You know, like they're not like they're not pushing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they use it to stream their uh, their live conferences and stuff like that, and during E three and and GDC and stuff like that, they use that as a, a plat- platform for everyone to use. But other than that, they rarely push it. From what I've seen, you know, yeah. you know, it's it. Sometimes there are ads on uh, on the Xbox dashboard and stuff like that, but on a regular basis, it's it's not something that I even think about. That that's because all they did was went out and bought some of the biggest gamers in the industry, and they do all the advertising for them. Um, just, I will go into that for a second because I wanted to segue into something I did yesterday. Um, but yeah, I just relooked up the Series X design, and the reason it's so unmemorable is because it's the same and it's perfect, and I love it. And there is a share button on it. It's in the middle, so they added a share button between the, the like the the pause kind of in the options one. Oh, that's There's a share a, button. That's what that looks like. It looks like a file folder share. That's definitely what that is. There's your options, your menu, and then a share button. Uh. But like even like I love the texture on the bumpers. They're still using the magnets, which is amazing for racing games. I don't know. Like, for those of you who play racing games on Sony products versus Xbox, I'd love to know what you think. Um, when you play Forza, especially, like, the, the more, the sim Forzas more uh, over arcade. So I'm talking about, like, Forza Motorsport versus um, Horizons. Like, the, the impact of, like, pulling your trigger in fully versus not. And the rumble features because of the magnets in the controller. Oh, just remarkable. It's a it's a very good feel. Like, I, w- I would love to see somebody play like a, a high level racer play both or with three. I guess like playing with an IRL setup, a PS4 controller and an Xbox One controller, and just see the differences in feel mm-hmm. for for how it goes. Because like I I love the way it feels. Um, you just you get a better feel of like kind of the road while you're playing. It, it's it's very subtle, but it's very very nice. Um. So, sorry, I was segueing into Mixer. Um, I, I know I sent you a photo of me watching Mixer yesterday because I was bored. But I have to give it to them. The, the access and the ease of using and viewing content on Mixer has been something that is different than Twitch. Like, I know you can access it from console or web. Which is fine. It's not like YouTube, and it definitely like it doesn't have that full Twitch vibe. It seems a little bit more interactive. Like there's more ways, especially if you're doing it on your console, to kind of communicate with the people that are um, that are streaming. But it just seems a little bit crisper. I I I, I don't know how I could really articulate that any differently, but it just seems different. I was watching it on my Xbox, so that probably was a huge thing. So Mixer incorporates and i forget what it what it is it's a uh it's a a specific streaming method that allows for higher quality and lower latency so i think that's that's what we part, were 
what what it is yeah because uh i was watching uh valerian which we're gonna get into in a minute but i also kind of like flipped around mixer to see what else was available and you have like you have your mainstays your call of duties your fortnites your apex legends um your PUBGs, your sieges they kind of round out the top five uh but animal crossing is a big one on the platform huge mm-hmm. and like you know microsoft and nintendo are kind of like they're not in a relationship relationship they just sleep with each other every once in a while i wonder if mixer is smart enough to be like sorry twitch we're gonna let animal crossing be an exclusive product to ours or do something with animal crossing to like increase viewership like watching some of these people playing animal crossing and looking at their islands and then going back to my island it's just like a level beyond comprehension of how they're playing this game and how they're modifying this game but when you're when you're like looking around at it you're like there's an awesome opportunity here for a microsoft partnered product to take advantage of a situation where they could be like yeah you could you could have a bonus if you're streaming on Mixer. And I don't know why they're not, like, as you said earlier, they're not really advertising um, their product as much as they, they should or could. Everything's on Twitch, right? You have that whole, oh, watch us on Twitch. Like, even um, the the Women's National Hockey League out in, well, it's not the National. It's like I can't remember what the actual brand of their hockey league is, but it broadcasts exclusively on Twitch, not TV, exclusively on Twitch. I think uh, because Twitch was the first player um, and it was so easy for people to kind of... It it is easy to get on there and start streaming. Um, You don't need any real verification as far as I know. uh, And anyone can do it. Whereas with Mixer... So I was looking at the Mixer website the other day uh, and I was like, oh, this would be cool. I have my account just for for viewing, but then I was looking at uh, setting up streaming. Not that I was really planning on streaming anytime soon, but uh, it was, you know, a thing. And you actually have to apply to be a streamer and watch like a video that talks about their their, kind of rules and stuff like that. Their code of conduct is intense. Uh, and I just, I totally forgot about it. And so I, I'm actually back on my streamer page and I have to k- review the streamer pledge. At Mixer, we love gaming and we love streaming a lot. But we know that not everyone online has the best of intentions, especially when a camera is on. See, that's the thing. It's like they really care about the community. Uh, I'm joining and supporting an inclusive and positive community of communities. Mixer welcome streamers, gamers, and lurkers from all creative walks of life. Real people just like me are at the core of what makes streaming great. I agree to uphold Mixer's community standards, and I will accept. And congrats, the Mixer streaming community now lets you get streaming and growing your own community. With that, only like two weeks later, I can stream. Now, the thing is, is... uh, I've streamed directly from my Xbox without having to do any of this stuff because the last game that I played that I streamed was Marlowe Briggs, which is actually a hilarious game. It's for Xbox 360. Okay. Um, and so my previous uh, title was Marlowe Briggs Stabby Stabby, and uh, I did that quite a while ago on 
on Xbox. Now, I don't know if since then they've changed it where you have to do this kind of stuff. Um, but... Uh, I think if you're streaming on your Xbox, though, it's 100... Like, it's streaming out to your friends. That's the other thing, too. I don't think you could log on to a computer and watch your stream. Or that's the way it used to be. I don't know if it still is. Uh, like, what do you mean? You, you can't log onto your computer and watch your stream. Uh, when you when Mixer was first introduced to the Xbox One platform and you streamed, if you opened a stream, it would only be to your friends list. No. As I'm far as I know, it was to everyone. I, I, I think... Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I think that was the whole point at the beginning. So you could kind of like build your own, I guess, fandom kind of mm. thing. But like, I know even when you and I tried streaming in the past, um, I, like it was a grind. It was a lot of work, but we did have some pretty good streams. We had some pretty bad streams, but we had some pretty great ones as well. See, the thing is, is a lot of these people that are streaming, like they they do it like. That's their job, right? Like they can dedicate uh, endless hours on streaming, and you know it, it's tiring. And we have our day jobs, we have our our schools, social and our lives, you know. So, um, like, if and you ever wanted to be a streamer, now's the chance, though. Yeah, there's a lot of junk on here, though. Like this one, and I know we've had in the past our. Uh, our rants about like you know what's what's on streams and stuff like that but we have this one like right at the beginning oh no it's loading um what is it she talking about just like some random ass girl on here just eating a banana talking talking about menopause and stuff like that like on twitch yeah no on mixer like front page right so it's like if they're trying to be a community for streamers for gamers and everything but it's just the problem is that when it gets too big it's going to turn into the same thing that twitch is and just full of just trash right it's literally just yeah it's like a wasteland um while you were doing while you were going over that are the policies um two of the biggest streamers on the platform are shroud and ninja i found it interesting because they're both uh streaming valeriant which is the the beta that just dropped on the weekend, and uh, like their numbers are actually amazing. So Ninja is running three thousand in his stream right now, and Shroud at ten thousand. Ninja, as most of you know, is the highest paid uh, person on Mixer right now. Uh, I think he signed a multi million dollar contract to come off of Twitch and leave YouTube as well. Um, I think he's allowed to post his content on YouTube, but he's not allowed to stream on YouTube. Um, his total views to this date are 57,643,916. Take that number in. That's not even a real number. He has over 3 million fo- uh, followers and subscribers. Shroud, on the other hand, has 19,282,635 total views. So literally a third of his, his share. And has a million subscribers. But he's at 10K today. So some of the... like. He's a little bit more niche because he's not just a Fortnite streamer. He's very big on the Apex Legends and the um, the uh, the PUBG. So it's kind of interesting to see, like, even Mixer's doing the same thing. Like, the top games are 
Um, actually, surprisingly, the top games today were but da, 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 Valeriant with 16,000, Call of Duty with 6, Fortnite with 5, Apex Legends with 4, Grand Theft Auto with 3,700, which is neat, and Paladin City of Champions is rounding out the top 6 at 3,000. Um, the next biggest game on there takes a drop at 2,000, which is Smite. Um, they have like a just chatting thing. It's called Radio. That's their thing now. Um, and then they have like their basic ones. Like you have PUBG, you have FIFA, you have Minecraft, Rocket League, all that kind of stuff. Animal Crossing, 500 fans on Mixer. Not Only bad. 500? Yeah. Compared to Twitch, which we'll be able to find out in literally 30 seconds. It's a... Uh, like, I don't want to go into a super deep dive. Uh, it was all kind of heading towards Valeriant anyways. Um, but I just want to quickly see... Yeah, just chatting is up ahead of a lot of things. Counter-Strike is the most watched thing on t Twitch right now. And I, it's not showing a total for Animal Crossing. Um, oh, 100... Oh, no, it's 19,000. 19,000 watching Animal Crossing on Twitch, 500 people watching it on Mixer. I, I think part of that is because Twitch is kind of the first thing that people think of when they, they think of streaming because it's been around for so long and it's, it's advertised so much, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there is literally somebody doing a Let's Play and it has 10,000 on right now. Like, what are you watching in a Let's Play? Like, I woke up this morning and my girlfriend was super happy that she sold all of her tarantulas to that some guy named Spike. And she got, like, 500,000 bells. She also farmed tarantulas, like, insanely for an entire day. She just stayed on one island and played for hours, just catching every tarantula possible. Yeah, I, I do that. You, uh, you cut down all the trees and pick all the flowers and stuff like that and all the weeds so that there's nothing for like bugs and stuff like that to, to spawn on and then you just keep walking around until a trance spawns yeah so we have to do it at night she sold her entire tray for just over five hundred thousand bells pretty impressive well now now that bunny day's over you know people can get back to farming actual bugs and fish and stuff like that Oh, you mean not catching eggs? Sorry, yeah. we, we are going to do Animal Crossing <laughs> at the very end, um, just because it is a little bit of a beefier topic. I wanted to do, I wanted to go over Valerian and your uh, your initial thoughts. Um, it kind of like I know the announcement kind of came, and nobody really like there was a little bit of a hype for it in the gaming community, especially PCs, and then it kind of died off. It dropped with a pretty mega boom this weekend. What is what company made that game? Um, I could double check. Um, Valeriant Riot uh, Riot Games What else did they make? Uh, well there oh, oh. is going to be no looting They also built League of Legends Okay Which is which is why it's probably wildly popular Yeah so pretty much uh, They have Taken um, Counter-Strike and uh, Overwatch and put those two games together. Um, 
a lot of the way from what I've seen, you know, like a lot of the gameplay, like gun mechanics, uh, is you know directly from Counter Strike. Yeah, including offense, defense, and the buying. Yeah, right. Like, uh, it it just looks a lot like Counter Strike, and then the characters, and they have like their special abilities and stuff like that is pretty much exactly from well there's like a lot of other games that have done it but um overwatch and it looks like a mix but it looks like counter-strike but with the overwatch graphics i i actually think it's slightly dumbed down though like did not i know it's a beta so it's hard to say but like some of the sprites looked very boxy and like the the um the the like the line of sight blockers look like firewalls from nintendo 64 like there was some roughness to it but it did look it looks like it's gonna be a fun time Mm -hmm. is it is it gonna be paid or is it a free-to-play game uh i haven't seen anything indicating oh here it is valerian is entirely free to play but you can purchase in-game cosmetics and they're gonna make a ton of money on that shit even if you look at uh, the gun loadout option, it looks like Call of Duty. Like the way the, the loadout screen is designed. It looks like they're trying to make it um, accessible for a lot of people. Uh, like the minimum specs for uh, CPU is like Intel Core 2 Duo uh, 8400. So that's an 8th gen, like pretty, pretty slow, low quality. Um, CPU and the Intel HD 3000 is for the minimum, so that's 30 frames. Uh, recommended specs for 60 frames: uh, an Intel i3 4150 and a GT 730, which is pretty uh, pretty low already, just for 60 frames per second. And then high-end specs is an i only an i5 and a GTX 1050, which is still like a pretty like it's like a mid-range. Yeah, it was card. only one gigabyte of dedicated RAM. Uh, well, no, like the the desktop variant, GTX 1050 Ti. Let me look it up. <laughs> so we're gonna, we're gonna build you guys a computer over the uh, over the uh, the cast. The what we're trying to say is like it's gonna have the same limitation. It's gonna be built to be free to play, kind of like CS:GO. GTX but, 1050 Ti. Uh, four gigs of RAM. Uh, only seven. Yeah, it's it's kind of an older card. Well, yeah, like the spec sheet that I have here says uh, GTX 1050 Ti, one gig VRAM. Uh, you're probably looking at the the mobile one. Uh, or like system a, requirements a lower. for Valerian announced. It's just a regular website. Oh uh, no, the uh, apparently the GTX 1050 Ti, according to NotebookCheck.net. Is a mainstream GPU based on the Pascal architecture and was announced in January 2017. Uh, so there you go. For high-end high-end specs, they're saying for over 144 frames per second, your minimum graphics card is one that is uh, three years old. And for what it's worth, and something that you should all remember, is all the streams you're seeing of this game right now are on high-end computers. And it looks like that, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> right? 
like and and the thing is is unless you're a hard hardcore gamer with you know a, a super high-end system uh th- i highly doubt that many people have um monitors that go above 60 hertz yeah so even if you're playing the game at uh you know 144 frames per second your monitor is not capable of displaying that so you might as well just play it at a 60 frames per second cap right so that just opens it up so i think what they're doing um they, they probably put a lot of work into the game to make it as accessible as possible you know for one being free to play is um is a huge huge step for them uh, because like games like Overwatch and uh, Counter Strike, CS:GO, is CS:GO you still have to pay for, right? No, CS:GO is free. Oh, okay, well, never mind. My rant's over. No, no, keep going. No, but because uh, like, the, the, um, the Overwatch Counter- you have to pay for in most. Overwatch cases. is a paid game, and I know like in the past you had to pay for Counter Strike. So uh, right there, you know, unless you want it, and and I have friends that play Overwatch, and they keep telling me to to buy it, but it's like, ah, not, I no, I don't want to spend the money on it. Yeah, like, but so the fact that this one is launching and free to play, it based off of their specs. Now, obviously, like real world situations might be different, but based off of what they're saying, the minimum, like the base minimum and recommended um, system configurations are, you know, it, there's going to be a lot of people that are able to play it. You know, um, well, the, the 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 running joke for Counter Strike is it's always been able to run on a potato. And like even my like my crap laptop can still run Counter Strike, and I think that's been the one thing that's been so good about that game for so long is it's always been available to people. And maybe Riot Games was like, "Hey, we can get in on this market share. We can make this big enough. It could be tournament based. Like, look at how popular CS:GO still is." Yeah. This is just like Fortnite and PUBG. Fortnite eventually took over because of building mechanics, but then Apex Legends came out, and now there's Warzone. Battle Royales were always a big thing. Tactical shooters are always, like, they're also so, so good. I just bit my tongue while talking, and it hurt like hell. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, you, you always, like, you're still going to have your mainstays in that category, which are Counter-Strike and Rainbow Six. And Overwatch to an extent, but Overwatch is more about kind of holding an area like paladins is as well it's not like you're just like playing bomb diffuser so it's well the funny thing is paladins actually took like a completely uh different a different change i remember now is it more the battle royale now yeah yeah so it used to be a tactical based shooter much like overwatch uh and i played it a little bit when it was that but then it kind of went away for a bit and came back as a uh, battle royale game now yeah, is valerian going to branded it too to the champions of yeah. the realm are they going to is valerian going to add a battle royale mode i sure hope not i i don't think so like counter-strike has survived without it plus i don't really it's it doesn't look like that type of game i don't think it has the graphic capability of that kind of game like then again, if you look at the original PUBGs and the original Fortnites, they weren't exactly the most beautiful things in the world either. Mm-hmm. But they were still something that survived. Um, I don't know. It, it it remains to be seen. I'm I'm excited to to try this game out once it fully launches. 
Um, they might be trying to push for a launch sooner to get the most possible players, seeing as even today the province announced that they're going to extend the original window 28 days further than it was for the complete like emergency act. So we'll we'll see. Like uh, I never thought I'd be setting, spending most of my spring and summer inside because I had no choice. I know, right? Like I was thinking the other day, it was really nice out. And I would have loved to, you know, actually have a barbecue with some friends or go to a patio or something. Yeah. But I can't. I can't. We're, we're, we're I contemplating can't. investing a little bit onto our balcony because we're going to spend a hell of a lot of time out there. So, like, uh, we were... The last time we were in Ikea, which was, like, months ago, we saw these, like, um, they were, like, one-by-one tiles for like patios and stuff and you can either get like a plastic decking one that looked like plastic stones you could get one with a little bit of astroturf on it so we're, we're thinking about doing something like that just to kind of spruce it up we're uh we're gonna build some planters in the coming weeks but we're, we're pretty high up so the sun the sun will have an optimal angle for a few hours to help like the vegetables or plants grow but then after that we don't we don't know what we're gonna do just get one of those um, those grow lights. Oh, you mean the ones that people used to grow their weed back in the day? No, you can go to Costco and get some uh, real nice like grow lights for herbs and stuff like that. You and your Costco. Man, Costco's the bomb. Oh, should we uh, should we update our our friends uh, about the mishap with the? Uh, it's it's uh, I guess it would be a, I did a bad thing redaction or retraction. What did you the, do? Uh, or what did you not do? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, what I did do, but then it didn't work out. So the laptop I ordered from Acer, um, I paid for it, had the pre-authorization done on the account, and they contacted me saying they no longer had the computer I so desired. And I could wait until it became available. But then I asked the timeline, and they said, we have no idea. So, I take back the I just did a bad thing. I no longer did the bad thing. And now I have to come up with a new alternate way of getting a computer. So, what that's are you about? where I'm at for there. Sorry, guys. We're getting you a computer. Yeah, uh, David and I are building one. And then I'm going to probably, just for work purposes, pick up like a small little Chromebook. Just uh, to have the ability to, to have a, a mobile computer that can access all my Google stuff. So, yeah. Uh, pretty much what you... Well, yours isn't a Chromebook, though. Yours is a... Mine is an Asus Zenbook, which hasn't got much use in the last uh, few weeks because I've been on my desktop the whole time. Um, I use it for... Porn. Playing Jackbox. Yeah. Yeah, Jack, Jackbox is a very popular thing. I played with some of David's friends the other night. That was pretty fun, too. We're, we're, we're doing what we can to keep busy. Uh, uh, have you watched anything lately that uh, would spark things up? What did I watch the other day? I watched Escape from Pontora or something like that. It was uh, with uh, the Harry Potter guy. Okay. Um, I, Daniel Radcliffe? It, yeah. I want to see his movie Guns Akimbo. Escape from Pretora or something like that. Pretoria. It's a uh, based off a true story 
uh, of two white South Africans who were imprisoned for working on behalf of the National Con- African National Congress, and they escaped uh, prison. Two of them. True story. Okay. It's uh, it was actually really really well done. Um, but other than that, like movies and stuff like that, we've we been want- watching a lot of uh. Uh, TV shows. Uh, we're slowly getting through Kitchen Nightmares, seasons one through eight. Nice. What and, what, what are you watching that and, on Netflix? Uh, I actually, uh, it, it's it's on my home server. Okay. We'll call <laughs> uh, it your flex server. It's it's on my MB server because um, they're they're hard to find. And uh, Hotel Hell, which is like Kitchen Nightmares, um, but hotels. That show didn't um, last very long, did it? No, it was only three seasons, um, and each season was done by a different, like a different studio or a different channel had it. I remember, I like, I, I don't remember a lot of the uh, the episodes explicitly, but the one I always will never forget was the hotel where the guy thought he bought like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of art, and it was worth like forty six thousand dollars. Um. He, he he got duped at a bunch of auctions and he had them all in these like shipping crates behind his hotel. Do you remember that at all? It was uh What what was this? Hotel Hell? Yeah. So he um he bought a bunch of art, but it was all like it was all fake. It was all like uh, faux I, I don't think I'm I don't think I'm there yet. Okay, well sorry for the spoiler. The show is like six years old. So that's on you. Um what have we been watching? We've been watching... Um, uh, we watched some movies. We're, we're catching up on stupid movies that we haven't watched. Um, so we watched Neighbors 1 and 2. We never saw the second one, but we wanted to remind ourselves about the first one. The second one was actually pretty good. I was kind of... I had mixed feelings about it. Because the kind of... Like, they just kind of... The story never ended. It was like... He has an epiphany while they're talking to the, the girls. And then he just leaves and never comes back. And they don't really acknowledge that he existed. So that was a thing. Um, that wasn't bad. We also watched... Uh, oh, we rewatched Ready Player One now that we have the 4K TV. Holy crap. What a great movie. Now that you can, like... Out, like, compared to the TV we watched it on, the amount of stuff you can see and just the absolute content was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, I missed a lot of things just because I couldn't see it very well. Did you watch it? You didn't see it in theaters, did you? No, I didn't. I oh, okay. re- it's one of my like regrets. I, I saw it in theaters, and um, I I own the four K. Um, I I own the four K disc because I I got it on sale for like ten dollars. Um, but I haven't watched it since. But it's one of those things that like there's so much going on in that that uh, movie with so many like video game and movie characters and stuff like that that we would recognize. That the first time I watched it in theaters, I was just in complete awe of kind of everything that was going on. And um, I've been meaning to watch it again just so that I can really like analyze and like check out, like look at the backgrounds and see what other stuff that they've added in there. Because there's so many Easter eggs in that movie. It was like I, I watched it the other day. I was like, oh, I'm just going to throw this on in the background while I'm playing Animal Crossing. And I, I like put down Animal Crossing about 10 minutes into the movie and just was like, whoa. I forgot how good this movie was. I was uh, it was a really good watch. I really enjoyed it. I also watched um, 
Saturday Night Live on Saturday. And help me remember what day it was. But they did a live stream of their show. So they, they pre-recorded a bunch of stuff. Um, like, all from their own homes. So, like, a lot of their skits were, like, Zoom calls and stuff. And kind of, like, that awkward Zoom call you have with that one person at work where they don't know what they're doing. And they made fun of the person who, like, took their phone to the bathroom while they went to the bathroom on the Zoom call. Um, but there was, like, a new a live weekend update, which was really funny. And Tom Hanks hosted it. It was just, it was different, but it was it was content that I think was so sorely needed out in the world because it was that or watching more tiger king and i have one episode left oh yeah we finished tiger king so i just finished episode like the last one is episode five i believe plus the new one that they just added so six wait they they added a new one yeah there's like seven episodes joel McHale's doing like this whole interview thing but i do believe the unless i'm completely wrong it's only like a five hour thing yeah, it was like five or six episodes. Uh, uh, we just met the people who bought the zoo off of Joe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just keeps getting more and more crazy. Yeah, like, A, I've got some theories already. And I'm trying desperately not to look on the internet. Because I don't want to know what other people think about the show. Everyone like, just loves it. Your, your opinion, fine. But, like, I'm not looking for, like, conspiracy theories. But I brought this up to somebody today in a work call while we were just, like chatting like in a break and i was like i think that that jeff Lowe guy could have been the guy like he could have been like this huge inside like um like sleeper agent who was originally seeing carol or married carol before her other husband that died that she clearly killed but what if this jeff guy was the guy who like abused her that like sent her on that walk and then they got back and, like, rekindled each other. And then she bought the zoo through him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they they released uh, episode eight, which is, like, an after show thing. So, like, the main, the main thing is seven episodes. Yeah. So I have, like, two left then. But, like, yeah. this is already how I'm feeling about this dude. I feel like he's he's got something shady going on. They all do. The show's just fucked. E- everyone, yeah, everyone is... I still don't know why Joe, uh, Joe Exotic's in jail. I'm sure I'll figure it out soon. I think Carol has something to do with it. Fucking Carol Baskin. Jesus. Just, what a, what a, what a way to, like, we can only watch, like, one episode at a time because, like, Chrissy gets a little anxious about, like, the, like, the dead bunnies kind of, like, hurt her a little bit. Like, it was, uh, it was a little uncomfortable for her to watch. So we, like, stopped after that episode. No, we're going to watch another one. But it's, like, so much is coming from this show. And you just don't know what's coming next. Yeah, it's, like, literally every episode is just as, like, another layer of something is happening. And it's, like, they'll say something where you're, like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, it's it's – I can see why people like it because it's just – it's so ridiculous. Like, it's one of those things that, like – you would think that it would be a mockumentary or something like that, but no, like, this is legit. The the one thing I'm, like, that's really pinging me pretty hard is who burnt down, like, I, if, it's, if it gets revealed, don't tell me, but who burnt down the studio in Alligator Pen? Because... Yeah, I mo- think they, they only really talk about that in, in that, that one episode, okay. yeah. Because here's they the pretty thing. pretty much assume that it's uh, Joe that did it. 
Yeah, like a few of them think Joe did it, and the other people think it's the producer who clearly produced the rest of this documentary and had all of this footage. No, no, he didn't. He didn't produce the documentary. It was someone else who did the documentary. That 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 guy, uh, I forget his name. The guy who was doing the the reality TV show is that what who you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like no, all... why? No, he had all of the footage in there, so he. Why would he burn his own shit? But here's the thing. This is this is the one thing that like people like is still like I'm having a hard time I think wrapping my head around is the first 3 episodes of content, right? Mhm. That's all footage that inclu- that includes stuff he did for him. Like where did they get this footage? Did he upload it somewhere? This is clearly some of this guy's footage as well. That that's the, uh, no. that, that's so, like the thing. So they Joe Exotics said that like they he got them to record everything. Right? So that's a lot of like their own personal stuff, not the reality show stuff that they were recording. They have some of it, but not like all like a lot of like the main footage and stuff like that that was was burnt. Yeah, but everything that was recorded and used to with that equipment was owned by that producer. I can't think of his name at all. Yeah, I forget his name. I want to say it's like Variant or something. I don't know. Uh, the, the other thing that I, I've still... Like, why would he want this story told? Like, what what made this documentary come to life? How did they interview Carol Baskin for all this stuff? Like, that's don't, not... What do you mean? Did you not watch it? I'm still watching it. Did you not watch, like, the very first episode? Yeah. Yeah, literally this starts off because he was doing a, a documentary on... Uh, where he's doing some recording on like illegal snake trades, and then this guy came up to buy something. And he's like, "Oh, you want to see what I just bought?" And he had like a like a white tiger or something like that in his in his car. And then that's where the idea, like, that's where it stemmed from. Yeah, but like, no, like I remember that because then then he went and like worked with Joe and stuff. You gotta pay attention better. No, but like that stuff was all <laughs> the very beginning of it. But like. Like, I, I saw something pop up in my newsfeed the other day. It was like, Carol Baskin feels betrayed by Netflix. Like some Yeah, they interviews- did make her look like a really, really awful person. I know, like, I, I was reading some some threads on uh, Reddit about it, and, like, people who had gone to her her cat rescue thing, and, and how, she, you know, like, it's only open to the public, like, once one day out of the year or something like that, but... Either way, you know, I like just she's she's not a good person either. They're all bad people. Every single one of them. But that that's like what I'm trying to say. Like when you when they were putting this documentary together, because it looks like it's been in the works for years, the way it's kind of put together, because it's an expose, so to speak. At what point did they interview her and be like, okay, so this is what we're interviewing you about, but we're not going to tell you the end result. Like, th- there's no way Netflix called her up and was like, we want to do a documentary solely on how you and Joe Exotic got along. Mm-hmm. Like, there there had to be more to it, or maybe they coerced her and misled her a little bit, but some of the information she's giving out, like, I don't think... Like, that one guy, um, the guy who, like, lived... I can't remember his name either. The guy who has, like, all the wives or all the girlfriends in different houses. Th- there's one clip where he's like... Are you asking me on the record? Because I don't want my answer to be on tape. Because I, I don't want it to be part of a lawsuit. It's like, oh, this guy gets it. He's also yeah. a horrible per- person. They all oh, yeah, are. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I feel bad for the employees that worked for uh, Joe Exotic. 
you know like they all have like their past but really they were just there they're working right like they're you know like they're just doing a job and i think uh you know people and i don't want to to uh i forget what it's called uh put them in a group no okay. you know what i mean yeah uh, i don't want to stereotype but like they like i said have a, a lot of them have like a criminal past and stuff like that uh it might be difficult for them to find other work so they were given this job they enjoyed it they worked hard like the one girl that got her arm eaten right went back to work like a week later because she knew that you know that was her job like she had to had to work not only for uh the animals but for herself and for the people that she works with right like so i feel bad for them because like they all know that he was like up to no good like and did a lot of shit but now where are they you know like they're kind of out on their own now yeah it's uh yeah but there's a lot of bad people in there they're horrible people all of them. Like, Watch it. I, I just show. looked up the zoo just to see, and the new owner, which is the one, um, Jeff Lowe, the one who buys it in episode four, is closing the zoo permanently, and he's going to move all the animals to a location near Thackerville, Oklahoma. So I think all the animals are now going to be part of his personal collection. I Yeah, you got to watch more. Yeah. I'm so like, oh, I need to talk about something happy. The, the, the Tiger King gives me some anxiety. I'm going to watch another episode probably after we're done recording. But like, it's just, it's so crazy. And I just have to keep watching. And like, Netflix hit a home run with this thing, though. I think it's the most watched show they've ever had as a documentary, opposed to um, uh, Making a Murderer. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, is I didn't even, like, I watched a few episodes of Making a Murder and then just stopped. And this one, you're just like, fuck, let's go. Yeah, because it's so, like, ridiculous. <laughs> the, the whole thing he says, too, about, we'll do a, tell you what. Um, so I, I don't keep talking about the Tiger King. After I'm done watching it and you've watched the final episode. So next week's episode, we are going to do like our breakdown thoughts of like what we think the whole thing was all about plus what we think really happened because i don't know about you but i'm pretty sure carol baskin killed her husband 100 percent, 100 percent. um with that being said let's go to a happier place what, what what did you name your island again denim denim oh yeah denim 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 so we're gonna we're gonna transition to Animal Crossing because I think that's the 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 thing that people want. Um, De- the islands of Denim and Yodale need your help. Yes, I named it Yodale. I don't know why. Oh, it's because I wanted a baby Yoda flag. I think that was my whole thing. So and I oh think- yeah, we can give you the uh, I can I can give you the QR code for the one Angela made. Oh, cool! Why don't you just give me the flag and I'll take it to my island. Yeah, it's a pattern that she made. Oh, well then perfect. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. She's a she's a gem that Angela. Yeah. But um how how you doing in uh in your Animal Crossing days? 
Uh, I'm so happy that Bunny Day is over. I think the world is. Do you know how many times yeah. I experienced Bunny Day in the last week? Uh, I don't know. Four. That's how many times I time traveled to Sunday. Four. And every time he gets annoyed, and like he keeps, he stops you, and he's like, "I have all these things that you have to do. I've hidden all these recipes all over the island, and if you find them all, you'll get a really cool prize." I didn't even care about the prize. Do you know what it is? It's a fucking balloon arch. I oh, that's not even the right one, though. Like, if you craft all of the things that you could craft using the bunny day egg stuff, then you get, like, a little tiny zippy egg. Like, a, a egg thing that looks like zippy. That seems really stupid, and I hate yeah. it. Yeah. It's dumb. I didn't even get it. It's okay. Earth, did, Earth Day starts next week. Hopefully that's just a one-day thing. I, yep. Apparently that's going to be Leaf. He was in uh, New Leaf. And in that one, he made you collect... Um, he made you get all of the... What, what? I'm having a huge brain fart. Oh, if you didn't play for a while, and your town came like was overrun by weeds, he'd be like, there are 275 weeds. Can you collect them in five minutes or like ten minutes? And then it was a rush to try and get them all or whatever. Oh, that seems pretty legit. But I don't know what they're going to do with this one now. So it's next you, Wednesday, and it's a one-day event. You know what pissed me off, though? Is that they had, like, the Sakura, like, the the uh, Cherry Blossom Festival, mm-hmm. which goes from April 1st to the 11th. But then Bunny Day stuff went from the 1st to the 12th, and I didn't get... I, you know how many uh, cherry blossom recipes I got? Zero. One. Which one did you? No, get? I got I got two. I got the pile of. Did I get that one? I got the picnic. Maybe it was just one. I got the picnic. That's it. Krista got the the crown, and that was it. Oh yeah, I think I got the crown as well. But still, it's like. I would rather have, like, there were some lamps and stuff like that that I really wanted because I'm trying to make, like, a, like, a, the, what is it? Uh, there's, like, the, the stone bath, and I'm trying to make it, like, a Japanese, you know, shrine area kind of thing. Yeah. And I would have loved to have some of those little lanterns, but no, I had to get all these stupid bunny day things. Well, you can always go back in time and get some more cherry blossom stuff. The petal, the petals were pretty hard to catch. Um, events coming up this month are also, or you have Earth Day on the twenty second, and between the eighteenth and the twenty fifth, you could possibly have a bug off on your island. A uh, bug off? Yeah. By Flick, he's gonna come, and you guys are gonna race to see how many bugs you can catch. Oh. Um. I did the fishing tournament. It was pretty fun. Um, but once I realized that all the prizes were random and you had to participate in at least two tournaments to win one prize, it got kind of boring. Because the way I set up my island like a complete dumbass, um, I have to terraform it to fix it because I can't run up the whole riverbank because I dropped Nook's Cranny just before the riverbank. Oh. So, like, I have no way of kind of, like, getting back and forth. You can um, eventually change the location of it yeah you can only move one building a day though yeah but you cheat so 
doesn't matter. It's does not it? cheating. It's just yes, yes, it is. If that's the way I played the original games, I don't see why I don't have the ability to play it now. I don't like. It's not like Xbox or PlayStation where like you're the Joe Exotic of the Animal Crossing world. Every time you try time travel, no, I am not. Yes, I you am are. definitely not. <laughs> no, because it's not cheating. It's just modifying the time of the game in order to get things that I want. Like, maybe I don't want to play at night. Maybe I want to go catch a shark, which I still, I haven't caught anything. I caught one summer fish the other day. Yeah, but see, then you're going to do all of the stuff, like, right away. And then come come the summer, when, um, you know, when you actually can start catching sharks, it's not going to be exciting. Half the excitement is like, okay, well, like, for for recently you know end of march is when the sturgeon disappeared i spent like two days trying to catch a sturgeon never did but i did get the uh string fish but still it's like that's the excitement and then the, the next month that's when like new things come if you're just like time traveling and like getting all that stuff whenever you want it kind of like after a while you're going to see everything and then it's just going to be boring like there's nothing to look forward to. Well, I I should preface that the the only things that I do do is I time travel back to fill my bank account. Um but I'm not like doing anything while I am time traveling. The only thing I'm going to do is like I I go um like let's say I because you, you got to take a little bit of cash back with you. So I break down a bunch of stuff, then go sell it quickly in Nook's Cranny, put it back in the uh, like in the ABM, then come back and then get the 100,000 bells. That's all I really do. It's not like I'm out there like purposely trying to catch things. Like I got a, I felt bad because I got a recipe for something the other day because I was running along the shore and I was like, oh, this is a summer thing. I don't really want to have it right now. And like, I don't really care for that kind of advancement in the game. I'm just time traveling for cash and capital. Because, like, to yeah, me, but... the one thing I don't want to do, like, I- I'm trying to speed up my-, my interactions with Tom Nook. I don't care about the other stuff. Like, I want to, like, I don't mind earning the stuff to, like, build the bridges and build houses and stuff like that. That's fine. I like doing that. You make it sound that. like, you know, it takes months to get through dealing with Tom Nook. That guy's an it- asshole. It literally takes a week. Yeah, not the way I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> it literally takes a week of like, you know, and and the thing is, is like they they incorporate like just a little bit so that like okay, uh, to start off with, you you can't really access um, like three quarters of your island, so you're kind of stuck in this one little area. You can explore a little bit, do some stuff, and then okay, the next day, you can you you get to be able to explore a little more get some more stuff more things more stuff do some more stuff i'm still earning all that stuff i'm just yeah but earning money faster there's no excitement play it the way that i want you to play the game but no (laughs) like i like i'm not like if you look at my island you would not know i'm cheating straight up you would have no idea well, you just admitted that ev- to everyone that you're cheating. I mean, time traveling. <laughs> the only thing I've done on my entire island is the top left corner is an orchard. That's all. You know what I'm annoyed is that there's no bananas in the game. 
Why is that? Because I wanted... I had the plan on having one half of my island beaches to be coconuts and the other half to be bananas. Well, maybe they'll add bananas, and that'll be bananas. Hopefully. I don't know. Like, the way I'm... I'm like, I'm trying to landscape it out. We went... Or, uh, we went... Um, one of our friends has Animal Crossing, and we went to their island. And their island is incredible. And you could tell that they're playing, like, hours and hours a day. They built a soccer stadium. They've, um, they have, like, little roads to all their houses. They have, like, a nice little, like, flower area. They're cross-pollinating flowers. Um, she was really pissed off because somebody stole some of her, like, black flowers that she made. Um... But she was selling turnips at a good rate, so she let people in. So it's her fault. And turnips are really kind of the way of the game right now. I don't even really have to time travel anymore because turnips is the new way to make a bunch of money. Especially if you find out, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a good selling price on like an island you have access to. Like on yesterday, I bought, um, how did I do it? I bought at 97 bells. I bought um, 1,000 turnips. Then I sold them on a friend's island who was still on Saturday. Or no, I, I, I checked every day twice. So I just kept changing my time. Checked every day twice. Found one at like 120. And that was a Thursday. Once I've hit Thursday, I won't gamble anymore. But, like, Friday probably has a big payout. I'll never find out. So I sold those ones at 120 Then I went back to my island, and they were at $0.94. Cents. I was like, holy shit, this is great. Or, no, sorry, I went... Uh, so after I sold them, um, I asked my friend what their her island was on Sunday. And she told me that they were $0.94. Cents. So, like, I flew to her island, bought my entire inventory's worth of them, and then went back to my island, which was on Thursday, and resold them again for... 137 because I went to the afternoon and I got lucky then I was like okay I'm going to go back to normal time and complete bunny day and then uh, Daisy May was like you know what here's 90 bells per so I did really well and from the 100,000 I started with I now have 200 or sorry I have uh, out of the 1,000 bells I started with I now have 2,500 bell or uh, turnips ready to sell sometime this week. I'm looking for a good place to sell my turnips at higher than like 150 to 200 bells. Do you know of a place? No. No? So there's a website. That's a place. There's a place. Uh, it's a pain in the ass right now because too many people know about it, but whatever. Uh, Turnip.exchange. And it is literally a place for people to uh, post their um, towns and the prices that Tom Nook or um, Timmy and Tommy Nook are either buying or or you're able to, or you're able to buy. Uh, anyways, the prices that the terms are going for. So uh, the way it works is you either are given a specific code or you can browse islands and see which ones are the prices the islands and stuff like that a lot of people re request something you know like uh, I'm looking right now some of these are like uh, they want 
Let's see. One gold nugget, rusted part, cherry blossoms, DIY stuff. Somebody wants 300,000 bells, or they'll kick you off the server after you've made your sale. <laughs> Brutal. Right, because if they kick you off, uh, like if, if they close, right? So if, if the host kicks everyone out, I don't think it saves. I don't know. It's it's something stupid. There's, there's a bug in it. So anyway, so you can uh, browse, join a queue, and then when your time's up, it'll give you the the dodo code, and then you have to go and do it. And um, there's there's some a lot of like greedy people that are like pretty much they they want like a lot of really rare stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I tried it on Sunday. I sold my turnips for like one sixty. Guy was really nice. I gave him like five thousand gold uh, bells because that's really all I had. You know, I only made like. 40,000 yeah um but yeah it's a cool little system i think the the hardest or the most frustrating part is like when the the join queue button becomes clickable and then you put your your name in there and then you try and join it and then someone else got it like someone is literally clicking here like non-stop but uh some of them that, that i'm looking at right now you know uh selling for 605 bells 689 bells 525 this website's beautiful though yeah it's really well uh really well designed but i was up before we recorded i was probably i was here for about a half hour trying to get into two uh yeah two islands but see because i bought at 102 so as long as i sell over 105 I'm okay with that. You, you, you're okay with a three bell profit, and that's it. You know what? If it's Sunday, and I'm running out of time, you mean Saturday? Yeah, that's what I mean. Saturday, and I'm running out of time. Then yeah. But like, man, it's a quick way to get like bells. Even like, if all of a sudden I had like two hundred, two fifty, three hundred, or whatever, and I just hosted, mm-hmm. do you know like how much free crap you can get in this game? Yeah, if I ever have a if I ever have a a big uh, jump in what they're buying for, then yeah, I'll probably host on here and just ask for you know, you know, ten thousand bells or something like that. Ten thousand. I don't know, like you know, I'm not gonna be like one of these people that are like a hundred thousand bells. Whatever, don't I don't care that much. I just want to pay off some of my yeah like, my house loans. A lot of these are a hundred thousand dollars to get in. Um, this person buying for one four sixty one bells, please one large star fragment or one zodiac star fragment. Taking two people at a time, please before you enter the shop, or I will end your session. Like that's pretty insane. Two nook tickets per trip. Drop your ticket. See, I'd pay that. Bell donations are accepted. So what what this is telling me is like you have to be be making more than like like three hundred thousand bells to make your trip worth it to some of these islands. Like if you're not profiting at a, a high enough level, it's not worth it to you, right? Yeah. That's why I've been like slow. Like I don't know. I, I have a, a small group of people that like we always check in on turn up prices. 
But maybe we should we should uh, we should try and find a Discord server or something that uh, yeah give us that information a lot quicker. Well, like there is the official uh, Animal Crossing Discord channel, but the thing is, is that uh, the chats go by so fast. I can't that read that quick. It, yeah, and it's so hard to uh, turn ups looking to looking. Let's see, no cell. You know, there's a there's an Animal Crossing Facebook group that I found that was kind of the same thing. So it's called uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons over 25. So it's it's for players that uh, are a little bit older, not necessarily children. But uh, you see somebody put their thing on turnips and all of a sudden it's just like, I can't get in. So, like, it's impossible. Like, I responded to one one minute after the post, and there was already 150 people there. Like, I could not believe it. It was uh, it was just something beyond, I think, my comprehension to, like, how much people care about these things before. Well, it it's adds, like, another layer to the... Uh, to the to the game right like it it adds a uh i don't know it, like it makes the game a little more i wouldn't say n- more enjoyable because the game itself is enjoyable already um but it just adds that little bit of extra excitement you know like when you're trying to get in and finding a, a town where you can sell your bells or your turnips for you know 600 bells a pop then that's like massive right and you get that excitement there and then but i don't know it's it's um it's it's not something that i'm going to be doing a lot but it's like you know i'll keep an eye on the turnips and stuff like that and um i think i like everybody's just buying so heavily right now because it's the thing to do yeah like do you remember when Grand Theft Auto Online had their stock market for like a week and players just kept influencing it the wrong way so they shut it down forever? Like, uh, yeah. It, it was like an in-game feature that like everybody wanted because it was in the game and it was so cool that it worked like that in the game. Like you're you're running around and all of a sudden you, the moves you're making is influencing the stock market in the game. Pretty freaking cool. But it then... Like, they translated it to online, and people just kept fucking it up, so nobody kept... Like, play, players and, like, huge bots would just change it so they would get tons of in-game currency, and it would, it just kind of ruined it for everybody. So, that that was kind of... That's what I'm worried about with Animal Crossing, and it's already happening. Like, people are ruining it for other people, literally by charging exorbitant amounts of bells or, like, super rare things that you have to... For what? Like, there was one here while I was refreshing. Somebody wanted a whole statue. Like, bring me the entire exhibit from a museum. So you had to go find like another whole dinosaur because they <laughs> well, wanted I have it a for whole, a... I have a whole woolly mammoth just hanging out on uh, the top of one of my my uh, uh, cliffs because I think it's funny. That's cool. I want I want a, a second T Rex for in front of my museum when I move the museum. Because I'm going to move the museum to a second level. Put put it on there and then use like the sta- like terraform stairs. Right. 
and then put a dinosaur and maybe some like torches or something in front of it. That's my yeah. I feel like I want to uh, I, I want to just completely redesign my entire town, but I need money for that. You need money and time. If only I knew of a way to get an unlimited time. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, you can go into your switch settings. You can turn off sync with the internet, and then uh, you just change it to whatever you want, and then you have that time. Do you know how fast those houses will move? Pretty pretty slow. Once per day. Speaking of snaps, this is where where I wanted to end today. Um, Something remarkable was posted on the internet the other day. I don't know if you saw it. Um, You reminded me of it uh, again, so I wrote it down um, just while we were talking. When you asked me if I saw Ready Player One in theaters and I said I regretted it. There's a movie out there that a lot of people regret not seeing in theaters. uh, Especially early on in its run. And that is Avengers Endgame. There was a thread posted on Twitter the other day um, from somebody. I I can't remember who posted it, but even Kevin Feige got involved with it. Didn't ask him to cease and desist or take it off the internet, but it was footage from the film like some of the big parts in the films with crowd reactions and in all honesty like they brought me to tears like it was just such a, a joyous feeling and joyous moment to relive and i sent it to a buddy of mine who saw it and he's just like i feel so bad for anybody who didn't see this in theaters like you didn't have to see it day one or day five or week three but it was such an experience to watch it in a theater compared to at home and like, for the people who have always, like, kind of down-talked, like, superhero movies or vampire movies or Harry Potter movies or anything like that, when the fandom is that large and you get that kind of reaction from a movie, it's just incredible. Like, that that's the same as, like, going to a show. And, uh, mm-hmm. the, like, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find the thread and retweet it out, but it was just incredible to watch and, like feel the things that I felt that first night just again and I thought it was really cool because that was a year ago that movie came out yeah and now we're uh, we're living in a world where like Thanos would probably love it everybody's at <laughs> home doing nothing <laughs> no one would know if anyone if their neighbors were just snapped out of this existence world. yeah yeah but uh that that's where I wanted to leave it kind of on like a, a kind of kind of happy kind of weird note because it was real it was real cool and nostalgic to feel the way that i felt that night because it was just something that i uh i'm really glad that i saw and it was it was something that can't be taken away but i also feel really bad for people who just like rip on these kind of films and this this kind of like fandom who maybe won't get to experience that kind of joy because it, it was really like almost a once in a lifetime experience especially to be in that kind of like group you know i i might have lost david oh no he's no right. sorry <laughs> i was i was coughing Oof. not because i have anything it's because my throat is dry it's okay i've had sniffles all day just because it's been freezing in my apartment it's it's been pretty windy today yeah, I've got uh, the the office in our apartment. I have a laundry hamper holding the door closed because the wind pushes it back and forth, even with no windows open. 
because we have a, a direct vent outside for the bathroom, so it just funnels air in. So uh. yeah, it's kind of crazy. But uh, that is it for this one. If you liked what you're listening to, give us a little subscription on any of those podcatchers you use. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. We always have something going on, and uh, we're hoping to give you guys still a little bit more. And hey, if we find bells, maybe we'll post it, and we'll get you to come to our islands. Hopefully, David's. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> mine's a shit show. But that's it. We will talk to you later. Have a good one, guys. Peace.